He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. To infinity and beyond! No crying? There's no crying in baseball! Hello and welcome back to Know Your Cinema. I am your host, Jason Quinn, and with me as always is my equally, equally host, the King of the Ring, Devlin Clemens. Hello, everyone. I think he just flexed on me. I can see him in the camera, and he just flexed on me when I introduced him. Um, today, this is a bonus episode. This is our fourth bonus episode, as a matter of fact. In our Know Your Cinema Reviews the Entire MCU series, um, where we review the entire MCU. In a world where two fat fucks... Review the Marvel Cinema Universe. If you thought two fat nerds couldn't review Marvel comic book movies, then you're wrong. Problem is, neither one of them lives in their mom's basement. I am recording this in the basement. Me too. Okay, that helps. I mean, that's something. But we're still in our basements. (laughs) It's our basements, though. So, I'm sorry for that last bit that we're not like living in our parents' basements. But other than that, the most authentic comic book review movie reviews you're ever gonna get. I mean, they we we can see. I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm sure there's someone way nerdier than us out there. Somebody who actually lives in their mom's basement. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> Okay, true story is uh, not all nerds live in their parents' basement, and that's just a fact. I know there's some people that I know that have, like... Yeah, they live in their stepmom's basement. There's some people that I know that are, like, super fucking nerdy, but they also have, like, a fuck ton of money. Yeah, I mean, you know, there there are those people that... uh... Like Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is a bigger nerd than both of us, 100%. Yeah, hundred percent he is. Oh, and of course. He has money hand over fist. So, yeah, he's a he's 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 a nerd that got money. I mean, he's like uh, Bill Gates. I mean, there are better nerds out there that got money, but sure. I got beef with Bill Gates. <laughs> okay, I mean that's for another episode. But uh, let's talk <laughs> about uh, Thor. All right, Thor it is. Um, you want to take it or you want me to take it? Yeah, you can go ahead. So I went and saw this movie in theaters with uh, one of the biggest nerds that I know, who is one of my best friends. And I remember he was perturbed about the fact that Jane Foster was not a nurse and she was like an astrophysicist, I believe, in this movie. 
um, because apparently Jane Foster is supposed to be a nurse who uh, Thor finds an attraction to due to the fact that she puts her life on the line to to help people and she in fact is not a god like he is so she finds that to be an attractive quality so he felt like their relationship shouldn't work out in the movie however i thought that the, the i thought it was enjoyable i also think that natalie portman can almost do no wrong um, for me personally ever and that's uh you know that is what it is i think she's the best rapper alive and <laughs> I have a funny story about Natalie, the Natalie Portman rap from Saturday Night Live. As a sidebar conversation. By all means, hop in. Hop in on that. Um, so I was on a wrestling road trip one time. And we were in a car. There's probably like five of us in a car. And playing music, driving along the road. And they start playing this song. And it's this girl rapping. I'm like, what the f-? I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, it's surprisingly really good, but what the fuck is going on? And everybody in the car is like looking at me and I'm like, what? And they're like, you've never heard this? And I'm like, no, who the fuck is this? And I didn't really like catch like that it was Natalie Portman, but at the end of the song, they're like, that was Natalie Portman. I'm like, the actress and they're like yeah i'm like when the fuck did she put on a rap song (laughs) and they're like oh it's from it's an snl skit and i'm like get the fuck out of here this is fucking awesome like so then i had to go home and youtube it i was like this is fucking awesome this is the most amazing shit ever like just to see little little dainty ass natalie portman just hardcore rap it was just fucking funny as hell oh and she goes hard yeah yeah yes she does and it was just entertaining about how like just how how brutal her whole rap is so um i did that was just like it's like the whole thing of them looking at me like the fuck you never heard this was like i had stopped watching snl a long time prior to that so i was just like i guess i'm not in the know on these things I always catch like a random episode in the SNL. I'm always like, all right, we'll give it a shot. And then there's like sometimes a funny sketch. And that's, it's A, it's not like the whole episode. It's like one, you know, sketch that's funny. I mean, that's, keep on trucking. I mean, it all, SNL is, is, um, not all of them can be home runs. And, and there were SNL sketches back in the day that were not funny to me, but they were probably funny to somebody else. It's a variety. It's, I just stopped watching when it, all the sketches started not being funny. Yeah, I'd say it's a vast majority at this point. Um, the only we're, part, we're, the only part that I, fu- yeah, the only part that I, just a real quick, the only part that I ever consistently find usually amusing about SNL is the news, the little like, uh, like news show that they do on there. I always find that at least there's usually at least a part of it weekend update. Fun. Yeah. Weekend update. I usually find that at least somewhat funny. Yeah, it's been consistently funny over the years, but again, like I said, they don't. You know, I don't watch SNL on a consistent basis anymore. But right. uh, back to Thor. Continue with your review, sir. 
Um, so yeah, so I think Thor, I think, uh, I think Natalie Portman's fantastic. Um, so I'm excited to see her in the upcoming Thor. Um, cause she, after this movie, she comes back in the second one, but then she kind of doesn't make any appearance at all in the third one. And after the second one, she doesn't really make any MCU appearances until what will be like the fourth movie. Um, <clears throat> but I think, I think this movie's good. I don't think it is the, it's by far not the best Thor movie. A hundred percent. I will stand, <laughs> I will die on that hill, but, uh, it's, it's pretty decent. I think it does a good job of expanding the universe, um, a little bit more. Uh, there's some parts of it and some characters in it that I, I feel like they thought were necessary then, but I think as you continue on, um, with the MCU, you realize that a good half of the characters that were in this movie were completely, they didn't fucking matter at all. But, but, uh, I think it does a good job of, of, trying its hardest to to bring Thor into the MCU. And I think had they not brought him in in this manner, I think that there would have been a, a good portion of people who would have been, like from the comic standpoint, who probably would have been a little pissed off about it because they needed him to have a more mythological kind of a, a appearance. Uh, and eventually he evolves into the Thor that I think is the most supremely fantastic version of Thor. But in, in this movie, we needed him to start off here in order to get to where he's the best version of himself. So I I think it's, I think it's a decent movie. Um, But uh, it's still not, I would say in phase one, this would be probably maybe one of the one of the poor entries in phase one in my opinion even though it's a decent even though it's a pretty good movie i would still rank iron man one and two above this movie incredible hawk was by far the worst though because that movie was just eh. yeah um i almost i don't want to rank it in there with incredible hulk i but i don't want to like say that it's something really appeasing to a fan of comic books i feel like they had already put out an abundance of these marvel movies and they were like you know we're going we're going somewhere with this eventually so we have to get all the you know all the players in there to to kind of make this cast this big cast that's going to be coming up for the first Avengers movie. And I feel like that they kind of, I don't want to say phoned in this movie, but they didn't do, I don't think they put enough effort into this movie as I feel like they did with Iron Man. Um, Not necessarily Iron Man 2, but Iron Man. And I just think that they were just kind of like, okay, we've got to hot shot this character into the eyes of the audience. And, you know, give him some kind of relevant story, a reimagining story, as you, you know, so spoke on with the origins of Thor. And we have to not like make it so hokey, like in the comics, which is fine. But at the same time, you have to kind of keep with the 
the lore of the character. And they attempted to do it in this movie. I just, there was just a lot going on in this movie. Uh, multiple storylines, multiple things going on. The inclusion of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a bigger bit in, in this movie was also uh, another thing. Like, you just don't know. Like, the audience could be, they think that they like S.H.I.E.L.D., but do they kind of, like, not like S.H.I.E.L.D.? Like, are we, is that where we're, we're trying to lead them down this path? You know, and we also got introduced to Hawkeye in this one. You know, I don't know. I'm a little indifferent on this movie. I like the movie. I think Hawkeye is more of an Easter egg almost. He is. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, it's. Just, I think it's just a way to introduce a character without introducing a character. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, he's going to be a, a player and eventually, you know, a bigger part of the MCU. But we've got to we got to put him on screen. And for the fact, I got to give this up to Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner was in a movie that I watched when I was a kid. And then I never seen anything from him again. And then for him to get the Hawkeye role was like a, a an upcomings in his uh, movie uh, life. But I, I believe that he did uh, Hurt Locker before this. So that actually was the one that really kind of revamped his career but he was in a movie called national lampoon senior trip and i used to watch it all the time when i was a kid it's actually a really good really fun quirky goofy comedy but um you know i thought he he plays a great hawkeye even for the little tiny scenes that he's in the story is is interesting and how they built it and built around it but I think that it's also it's one of those things where they're just trying to swerve you and you already know the swerve. Like there's no, (laughs) there's no big reveal on the swerve. Like, and I really hate that they gave it away that fast in the movie. Like, you know, the whole, the whole low key backstabbing, you know, his family and trying to come into power. Like, I feel like that, that could have been, you know, brought at the end and it really wasn't like it was just kind of thrown out there like it was just kind of bad storytelling to me and and that's a that's a huge part of my reviews is like being able to tell a great story and i just you know it's like again i i'll use wrestling references like it's like being able to see the finish of a match before actually seeing the finish of a match like you're like oh this is so predictable like oh we see what's going to happen here just just terrible just garbage stuff but Again, like I said, I think that um, I think they could have saved that that big reveal at the end. I don't I don't know how they would have got around to it, but I think that being writing like that, it was kind of necessary. It's it just it's very weird to me. It's kind of almost like I said, almost like the Hulk, where I'm kind of indifferent about this movie. I, I don't go out of my way to watch this uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe film. Uh, I love the character of Thor, but I. I don't really, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not hyped on this first edition that we get in latter parts. We get a little bit more of a better version of Thor. I, I like the reimagining. I like the, cause it doesn't feel hokey. If they would have done it the, the way in the comics, it would have probably felt a little bit more hokey. I'm yeah, not even the modern day version of him in the comics is still hokey. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, uh, and I don't, I'm not hyped on, you know, I'm not hooked on, that she has to be a nurse 
she's she's an integral part of the story it doesn't matter what she does you know she's trying to you know it, it she's trying to you know find this you know uh, bridge to another dimension or another world and 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 i get and then it kind of it helps with the story so i mean i i don't know i mean i'm really indifferent about this movie it, it's hard it's hard to review this movie because one part of me really likes it because it's it's very well filmed. Um, it's very it's got great actors in it. It's you know they went out and got Anthony Hopkins for Christ's sake uh, to be Odin. You know how can you hate on something like that? But it's yeah, but it's also <laughs> right. But it's also hard to like not see the flaws within this movie that are clear. And the big part of it is for me is the story and just be you know giving away the you know the villainous Loki he's the backstabber in all of this and that's just you know I feel like it would have been a better reveal at the end almost it, almost like you know Darth Vader revealing that he's Luke's father spoiler alert um, not on that level but you know it could have been there the spoiler alert was authentic uh-huh. That's that spoiler alert felt real. Hey hard. man, look, I I I've I've watched uh there's I've watched this video of where this boy this boyfriend and girlfriend she had never seen any of the Star Wars movies and he's like watching them like in order as they happen and like mm-hmm. she he made a reaction film to like Rogue One and the scene with Vader coming through the hallway and she like realized it's like the ship from the beginning of the film uh the beginning of the series. Mm-hmm. She like loses her mind, like she's mm-hmm. like crying, and I'm like, that's an emotion out of somebody. So I'm like, if you've not, have never seen Star Wars, there's a spoiler alert. Yeah, but it came afterwards, right? That's <laughs> not really an after. That's how it's an no. afterthought of it. Well, hey, look, I'm just trying to be like Thor. I'm trying to give away something and then like tell you spoiler alert afterwards. Hey, they didn't Palpatine us, okay? No, they didn't <laughs> give it right out the gate. Right out the gate, Star Wars logo, finish to the movie. It's just Marvel, and it's like Loki was up to no good the whole time. And, <laughs> and then, and then we roll Thor. Then we tell you it's a Thor movie. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I think I think it's a tough. This they had a tough responsibility with this movie. And I, I understand where you're coming from with the phoned in kind of a, a situation because you you don't want to say that it's phoned in because you can feel like they tried, but there's a certainness there's something about it that just feels off. Mm-hmm. And I I wish I I've been trying for fucking years to figure out what it is and how it would have made this movie different. I I honestly I think I narrowed it down. I really do. And, okay. and I'm I'm curious. I think because Helmsworth wasn't such a veteran actor. His performance okay. isn't really grand acting wise. Yeah. As Thor, his action movements and sequences and stuff like that are great. But I think his delivery and how he's portraying this character is very like dull. And in latter movies, he it gets better. I think his portrayal gets better. I th- well, from what I've heard about the latter movies of the Thor series and like into Avengers and on he gets more control of the character. Right. I'm, I'm wondering if I'm wondering if it is direction that causes him to be stiff in this role 
and not him and himself. And it could be that like, as he gets a more of a feel for the character and it gets to be him, he gets to put more of his own personality in the character. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's part of it's part of it's that, but I mean, I also think that, you know, it, out the gate, it, it's a, it to, to his credit, it is a hard character to play because you have to play a Norse God and you have to play right out the gate, a character who's like a leader and like, you know, a, a quote general unquote, in his in his home and then he comes to earth and he's just a guy and so he's playing that type of character but i also felt that it was like just dry like really dry because he felt almost like the dumb blonde but he was just like it's just very very dry and i get that it's probably how he looked at the character and thought that this is going to be it because this is our first introduction so he's course he's going to spend more time on earth and understand things later on so i kind of look at it like that too is that he's playing thor as thor first time ever coming to earth right yeah i mean it's it's a it's an interesting situation for him to be in and you know he definitely does i mean hemsworth comes into his own the one thing that i can say that I think is the biggest credit to this movie is, is Tom Hiddleston has been a good Loki since the first movie. Like he's yeah. good in this movie. He's, he's absolutely nailing playing Loki a hundred percent. Yeah. I think that, I think that that, that character has to be played the way Hiddleston's playing it because he has to seem like a devious prick. He has to be the complete 180 of Thor from his his accent to his his mannerisms to how he fights. Everything really has to be the 180 of Thor because you have to differentiate the two because he is he is literally the complete opposite of him. Well, and I think I think he he's Loki's an interesting character because a lot of the times with you know, with the bad guy, you you root against the bad guy. That's just how you do. But like, he's one of the few instances, especially in the Marvel universe, where we know Loki's up to no good, but there's still a small part of you that's rooting for him. And I think I think that that's a lot, a huge credit to the way Tom Hiddleston plays Loki. Is like, I mean, Loki's about to get his own show here in like a couple of months, as you know, to where this airs or whatever. Um. And I'm going to watch every fucking episode of that damn shit. And I'm looking forward to it. But I think that it's it's a huge credit to Hiddleston playing Loki that we actually, we root for him despite the fact that we know that he's the fucking bad guy. Even, even when he's up against good guys that we like, we still are rooting for him a little bit. And I think that's a huge credit to him. Yeah, I mean, you, you fall in love with bad guy characters again me after you know as star wars went on I, I actually was more drawn to like the darth vader character because he was so interesting because of the background that we didn't know about at the time and then when we we get into the 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 the, the parts one two and three 
of Star Wars, we we get to see the background story. As much as some of those movies were, were terrible, the, the story portrayed in front of us, the reality of the Darth Vader character and the progression down the slipping into the dark side is a very good story. So to see that evolution and how, what, what drove him to the point of what we saw beforehand. So the Loki character is kind of in the same realm as that what has drove him to betray his, quote, family, unquote. So what has made him so mad with power or whatever that has drove him there. And so it's kind of, you know, it's a revealing part in this movie, but at the same time, you know, uh, again, the reveal, I get it's essential to the story, I, I do, but it just, that whole reveal was just, was just fast. To me, it was too fast. Too furious? No, just too fast. Okay, I didn't know if it was also too no. furious. No, no, no. But, you know, again, this movie is is really is really shot well. Uh, that part of the direction is good. The action sequences are great. Um, the actors, they went out and got good, well-known actors to play in these roles. Even some of the, the, the little parts that were in there, like uh, they got Ray Stevenson to play one of the characters who funny enough played the punisher in the last punisher movie that they put out who the, who who who's ray stevenson he's the um what the heck's his character name hold on here uh volstag the bearded viking looking dude the super bearded dude yeah is him okay i didn't know that the guy, you know, what's funny is the guy that plays the like blonde guy in this movie. Um, he plays Prince Charming in the show. Once upon a time. Once upon a time, and he actually they recast him in one of these movies. I'm not sure which one he gets recast in, but after this movie, or maybe one more, he doesn't play him anymore. And. What's funny is I never fucking noticed until somebody pointed it out. <laughs> they recast that character. I was like, oh shit. I guess that proves how much I gave no fucks. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, that was another thing is like, well, did we really need this band of merry, <laughs> merry men with Thor to come along? Did we really need that aspect in this movie? Because they just kind of played bit parts in, in my mind. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if they had at the time had plans for him or if they were going to be like if they were trying to introduce them as characters that were going to continue with Thor and be a big part of the Thor series of movies or what the fuck the deal was but I mean they they do technically continue I mean they're still around to an extent in some of the movies but yeah i just, I, just I think I, it, I didn't give two shits about them right i just don't think it's necessary i don't think they're necessary to the story i don't think that they're needed that and that's another thing you you, you know can point out in this movie like is that where did we have to be subjected to these individuals the the need for them um i get that it's it it's essential to the very end of the story but 
and, and Thor finding out that Loki lied to him, but I don't really think that it's. See, I would have probably it, it, i would have i would have established the relationship between those characters and Thor, right? Yeah. And then I would have killed him off when he fought the ice giants, and then banished Thor. So Thor's at his lowest point, right? He's he's just lost all of his friends, and it's his fucking fault. And the only person that survives is him and Loki. And then he gets fucking banished to Earth. So he's lost. He's lost a lot of shit at that point. Bring him like because he never, he's never really taken down a peg at all, until, like, what takes him down a peg in this movie is a relationship with Natalie Portman. Well, I mean, dad, his dad really takes him down a peg. <laughs> well, like, not really because he's still pissed off. Like, he's still not like, he's never gotten. To- He's never really to a point where he's like, "Yeah, I kind of fucked up." Like, it's not. Well, up, no, he's still he's still cocky. He falls he's still in cocky love with Natalie Portman that he's like, "I fucked up." Yeah, he's still cocky in a, in a sense when he comes to Earth because he still feels like he's a god. He still feels like he has all this power, and he doesn't. And he's he's brought down. He's he's actually brought down a peg when he can't lift the hammer. That's when he's brought down a peg. I mean, yeah, but like. He does all that work and kicking all that ass, and then he goes to lift the hammer, and he realize he finally realizes like he ain't shit. <laughs> he ain't shit. I don't know. I think I would have. I think I would because maybe maybe I would have killed them off because they don't really matter. But I think they would have get. I think their deaths would have given them weight as characters. Like yeah, if they would have no, established that. I, I I understand what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying like. You know, with with being brought down a peg, I think that it was really the trying to lift the hammer for the first time after it got sent to Earth. That he... I mean, and, and even so, like maybe we take it so that like he he gets he gets cast cast out of uh, out of Asgard after he you know they they've killed they killed off the people and then he's cast out of Asgard by Odin and then he meets up with Natalie Portman's character and then at that point he decides to go pull the hammer and then maybe when he decides to go pull the hammer maybe it's you know earlier on in the movie when he still feels like he's got something to fight for or maybe instead of his friends getting killed there they're trapped on the other side for some reason and he's not sure if they're alive or dead and he's Odin has just pulled him and Loki back because they're the closest to him and and Odin has to leave in quick, fast, and a hurry. Right? Yeah. I mean, at it, all of that shit. And he's like, fuck, I got to get my hammer. I got to get back to Asgard and I got to go rescue my peeps. No, I mean, like I said, maybe that's the way I would, maybe that would have played better. Yeah. I think you could, you could do it a thousand different ways and try to figure out a, a better version of this movie. But, um, it's it's you know it's it's hard. I think that like I said, I think that they were just trying to hot shot a another character and you know reimagined it, put a story out there. I don't think that the they thought about the story too much, but I mean it's again still visually appealing to the eyes. Still great movie in the sense of acting. It's just you know to me story is just a little. A little rough around the edges. Yeah. All right. You wanted to get 
performances and ratings section? Yes. Yes. Um, let's see. Favorite scene. I'll go first. It's definitely the scene when they go to uh, meet the ice giants and they fight the ice giants, that whole scene. And when Thor does the, the Superman through that big monster's head, that's super cool. And uh, I think that's a really good scene and uh, kind of a pivotal scene in the movie. Because, you know, when they come back and Odin's waiting on him and then banishes him. I think that's a really pivotal scene in the movie. Um, but I, I like the action sequences in there. It's really good. Plus, it shows, it shows Loki is, is, is not who he thinks he is. Yeah. I personally like... I think that scene's fantastic as far as action goes, but I'm going to give it to... Because it's not a quote that is really the thing that I give too much of a fuck about in this part, but like, I love the reactions of other people in this scene when they're out drinking like coffee or some shit, and he slams the fucking thing down on the ground and screams another. The reaction of everyone around him was super on point, and it was. Ooh. Just a tiny thing, but I think it's funny. Uh, favorite quotes. Mm, that's a hard. This is a tough one. I don't. I didn't really catch any too too big of quotes in this movie that I hooked onto. Um, what did Anthony Hopkins say in this movie? I don't really. I didn't really. I didn't really. I didn't really. I didn't really latch on to anything. Um, <laughs> maybe when uh when Thor got hit by the car, and Darcy was like, uh, "Whoa, does he need CPR?" Because I totally know, or I really know CPR. <laughs> I totally know CPR. Yeah, that I think cool. I maybe laughed at that because it was it was funny. Darcy's a fantastic character. Yeah, I think that Cat Dennings though she gets she gets typecast in that kind of snarky sidekick role. I, I I'm not a fan of her work, so I mean, she's okay to me. I think she just kind of. I personally, she's in. She's in Wandavision, and she's phenomenal in Wandavision. So it wasn't in these movies that I really liked her all that much. I just thought she was like okay, but like. Her and WandaVision separated from this Thor team is fantastic. Gotcha. They gave her her own her own little thing, and I think that she does a really good job with that. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Clint Barton's one line in this movie that I can recall, which is "You better call it Coulson because I'm starting to root for this guy." That's pretty good. That's a good line. Really, I don't know. I feel like. <clears throat> I think that was. I think that's a good one because that's like during that scene where he's about to kick everybody's ass, and you know, they're they're waiting on Hawkeye to you know get the signal on you know take this dude down, and Hawkeye's like, I'm I'm kind of feeling him. <laughs> he's kind of a badass, right? Right. Yeah. That, but that that's that's the Hawkeye character too. So I you know, you know, he's kind of like yeah. 
he's kind of like that. Oh, you know, I don't like the m- many people, but this guy, you know, cool. He's winning me over. Well, actually, he says another line in this movie that I, I, uh, I didn't catch until I was just reading them, reading Clint Barton quotes from it, and he says, "Do you want me to take him down, or would you rather send in more guys for him to beat up?" That's a good one too. <laughs> That's a good one too. So apparently, Clint Barton lines are the best lines in this movie. I mean, he's only in for like ten seconds, but yeah, it's he, he, he. You know that that happens in movies sometimes. People come in and they're show stealers, and you know. It, it it does happen. So yeah, that, that's that's my favorite quote. I think, like I said, I, I'll go with that one because, like I said, that's the one I remember and it made me laugh. It's fair. It's definitely funny. Uh, favorite performance. Uh, I'll go first. That's it's gonna be Tom Hiddleston as Loki. I think he did a phenomenal job as Loki. I don't think they could have casted better for that role you know you feel you feel like you want to punch this dude in the face and it gets better in later in latter movies too because you like you're like you know i really do want to punch this dude in the face yeah i think i think uh personally i think tom hiddleston's one of the best actors in the mcu as far as like the character performance that he puts up i think it's on par with some of the the giants of the mcu um, well, I think that yeah, I think, I think it's also it also helps just, that he's a classically trained actor too. So, but he also understands yeah, he, I mean, he's, character. Yeah, he gets it, and I think he I, he gets it in a different perspective too. Like, because not only does he get it in terms of like his performances in the movie, but like I've seen a lot of interviews with the guy and like perf- like you know things that he's done at like comic cons and stuff, and he understands his fandom. Like and the people that like him a lot too, so mm-hmm. I respect him even outside of the role, just as a person and and, and sure. involved in the Marvel universe. Sure, no, no, I I understand that. I as think well. he's. I think... Uh, what's next? That's uh, ratings. ratings. Time. Um. I'm going to give this movie a seven. I'm going to give this movie a seven. I think that it's good in a sense of action, what what it is, where it needs to be, where we're going to the, the MCU. But I think that it lacks in a good story. I think that it lacks in uh, a lot of character uh, arc for... Uh, the Thor character. Um, I think that, that those are those are really two big things that hurt it a lot. I just you know the story stories to me are the the number one thing in a movie when you're trying to tell it and you you're try, if you could if you couldn't visually see the movie, could you tell this story without actually seeing anything? And a lot of times I have to like close my eyes and think about like, can I visualize the things that's going on or the action that's going on in front of me or what the story that can be told through words. Okay. Um, I'm going to also give it a seven. I, um, it's, it's not bad. It's not 
not terrible, but it's no, not bad. No, it's uh, not Mad Max. It feels like a it, it, no by by no means. I mean, it's it's a it's a decent movie. It is. It feels like although that might have been a lot cooler if they just early. dropped us in the middle, like Thor just got dropped in the middle of the the earth, and then we didn't know what was going. Yeah, on. Yeah, we were like, "What the fuck is going on here?" What well, kind of started out like that? I mean, if they would have went that route. And we would maybe, yeah, you know what? Like, let's play it that way. Let's play it Mad Max style where they drop us in and we don't even know if he's bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're, we're being told the story from like Jane Foster's point of view. And yeah. we're not even sure if this dude's legit or not. And then just, we just go through wandering through the scene. desert for an hour before we actually get into the scene. Yeah. And then we find I out what's that's going the on. Way to go. Like, what the fuck is happening here? Why? Why have I watched Thor walking through the desert in, for for two for an hour trying to find this town and his hammer? And then it's just like it's just like the last fifteen minutes they rush the story. They're like, Ah, James Foster falls in love with him and he gets the hammer, and then Loki's a bad guy, and and then right. No, then the next the next hour is um, us learning about how he got there, and then the final fifteen minutes is the huge battle with Loki. Maybe they tell us the entire, the whole backstory part of how he got there is a flashback of him talking to Jane Foster. But the whole time, it doesn't give us a direct flashback. It's like he's telling it, but like, seems like it's bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a little bit of it. I want us to not know that it's Thor until it's like he picks up a hammer finally. And then you're like, he wasn't fucking lying this whole time. Like, make him out to be a bit crazy the whole time. That would be a fucking good movie. I'd watch the shit out of that movie. Where it's uh, him, him wandering through the desert, and uh, he's having. You think that he's having like mirage flashbacks, but it's actually like the true story. Yeah, that's that's a fucking hell of a movie. Marvel should have hired us to watch write this fucking. <laughs> I mean, we're still available. We still write Marvel movies. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, even though I know be, jack shit, like you know jack shit about a lot of the Marvel Marvel characters. Uh, if you need someone to write another Punisher movie, sign me on. Um, I, I could do a, I could do an Iron Man. I know Iron Man. Uh, I could do an Iron Man. You do I could do a lot of. I, I do. A, I, I've read quite a bit of Iron. Gotcha. Well, Jason, why don't you let the fine folks at home know exactly what the next film we're going to be watching for our bonus episodes? We will be reviewing Captain America, the first Avenger. All right. I that think... will be next Thursday. Next think... Tuesday, however. Oh, yeah. Next Tuesday, we will be reviewing The Truman Show. And if you want more Disney stuff that has nothing to do with the Marvel Universe, and you're like, how can I get to hear these two guys talk about Disney princesses instead? Well, you're in luck, because the episode that we released right before this one was us talking about Frozen. So, uh, yeah, and a warning, uh, there are, <laughs> uh, there's vulgar language in this, so don't listen to this and thinking that we're going to be all kid-friendly. Yeah, that never changes. We don't change who we are because of the nature of the film that we're talking about. So if you're ever like, oh, they're talking about Lilo and Stitch, I bet that'll be okay. That's not the case. No. 
It's actually me and Devlin fighting each other for like 35 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Not my not our finest hour, but true. Yeah. But uh it happens when you're debating movies, especially yeah. when uh when uh you get uh you get deeper into other things. So true. But uh until then, uh we're until going to what's that? Until next time until next time we are going to leave you with a couple of quotes our favorite quotes in the whole world minus for my best friend and i know there is a lot of things going on in the world today there's probably things going maybe on in your personal life uh just want to let you all know that all is right in the world today and my favorite quote that i like to leave with is uh, Never take life too seriously because you'll never make it out alive. Tuesday, Truman Show. Next Thursday. Thursday, Captain America. Captain America. All right, folks. We'll see you.